0: You're listening to Common Sense and Beer, where we talk about heavy-hitting topics with a beer in hand. I'm your host, Zach, and my other host here, Kyle. And uh, what are we going to be talking about today, Kyle?
1: Oh, man. Well, you know, I kind of wanted to start off tonight, you know, talking about a little bit of current events, but, you know, I think we can dive into uh, dive into the family unit tonight. You know, the kind of attacks on the family unit. Um, yep. It's kind of tied in circle back to a lot of other conversations we've had uh, by the way, circle back is a trademark term. Uh, Jen Saki, I do want to give her all the credit for that term. I love the term. I will keep using it. I love <laughs> the term so much. So a lot of these things kind of circle back into that. Um, uh, you know, current events, there's kind of a lot going on. There was a crazy man who uh, blew up his house when the police raided him with a flare gun filled up with uh, like some sort of gas, gasoline. I'm not sure on the details there. Either way, launched a flare gun, blew up the house. Hmm. Um Coming to find out, this guy's like head of some sort of security. He's got ties with, you know, high-end people and everything else. He kind of seems pretty crazy. Uh, says there's going to be a c- catastrophic event coming. Who knows? You know, it's one of those. But, hmm. um, yeah, so that happened. That's uh, it's just one of those things that, you know, you like to read. And it's like,
0: huh. Well, you, you, want, you want the full story behind it.
1: Right. Like, you know, well, well, they were raiding his house for a reason. Was it just because he was crazy and making threats? Or... <laughs> Was yeah. there something else going on with, with well, what he's saying? I mean, he's very Alex Jones, but a million times, I'd say, worse than that.
2: Yeah, You're talking about current events. Did you see about the FBI listening to Catholics?
1: Oh, I well, I've known about that for a while, haven't you guys? I did not. I mean, I guess you're right. It was confirmed, right? But, yeah, no, they absolutely have been. Uh, supposedly, the Catholics are very dangerous to America at this point in time. According uh, to the uh, Federal Bureau of Investigations.
0: So, from what I gather, the FBI is actually, they're so they're using priests as informants, is what I understand. Is that is that what you know of it? Hmm.
1: No, I have no idea. I, I, as priests as informants, I'm not sure about all that. Um, well, I, I just know that you have a large uh, religious, you know, <clears throat> majority here here in America, and yeah. uh, they. You know, they kind of view them as uh, extremists at this point in time. Yeah. Uh you know, a large majority of them Uh, were speaking up during these school board meetings. Yeah. You know, when a lot of the books and whatnot were being taught and a lot of the very over sexualized stuff was being pushed on kids and
0: I know I I would I could see it where, you know, the FBI go into, say, a large Catholic church and they say, All right, you know, this is a matter of national security, you need to tell us you know, X, Y, Z about your parishioners, you know, things like that. I, I, I wouldn't put that past them, but it, or is it just more of a, is it more of just like a tapping their phone and listening to their conversations more,
1: you know? I think it's more or less monitoring what they do. They find out that these people go to the meetings and they start monitoring their social media Uh, their posts and they start archiving stuff. So, you know, they have a case file basically built up for if these people do something that they deem to be an infraction in the future.
0: Okay. Uh, hmm.
1: it, I mean, that's essentially what they've been doing uh to us now. Um yeah, well what that's else? Crazy. events here. So I mean, yeah, that was that was confirmed. There's a lot of stuff kind of going on in the house. Uh supposedly they're gonna release more footage of the January 6th stuff, but they have to blur uh it, it's kind of funny. I watched on Twitter, they're saying, like, oh, he's gotta blur a bunch of faces of all the FBI and Antifa that were there. Um and then people are complaining and it's like do you not understand how it's going to be hilarious when these videos come out and there's going to be hundreds of blurred faces yeah you do realize that every blurred face is a confirmed fbi effort you know i feel like when this stuff gets dropped people are going to be like oh oh i see yeah. you know what i'm saying you, know, you get what was, i'm saying Yep.
0: there was that many people involved exactly in this. yeah like yep.
1: yeah we can't show their identity but Look at how many of them there are.
2: Yep. Here, listen to this, it, going back to the Catholics. Oh,
1: cool. Yeah. Was this,
3: uh, Josh Hawley? Let's talk a little bit about the FBI's yeah. egregious yeah. targeting of Catholic Americans. You have repeatedly been asked about the memo gener- generated by the Richmond field office. We now know in collaboration with multiple other field offices about recruiting sources in Catholic churches, you have repeatedly said that no human sources were approached. This is you on July the 12th in the House. You were asked directly by Jim Jordan, do you think that priests ought to be approached to give information on parishioners? You said, no, sir, no, sir. You went on to say, we do not recruit, open, or operate human sources. We do not report on religious organizations. You went on to say, this product, meeting the Richmond memo, has not resulted in any investigative action. But now we know that, in fact, FBI agents did approach a priest and a choir director to ask them to inform on parishioners. So were you lied to when you gave this testimony or were you lying to Congress?
4: Neither. So the you are your question conflates two different things. Uh, There's the intelligence product itself, uh, which the Richmond Field Office created. It was written by, as our inspection found by analysts in Richmond, reviewed by people in Richmond, and captioned Richmond Field Office product. Separately from that, there was an investigation of a specific individual who was amassing Molotov cocktails and posting about killing people, and it does not surprise me that there were people who knew that subject in that investigation, that is the guy building the Molotov cocktails and trying to kill people, people talked to the witnesses who knew that person and I think the product the Richmond intelligence product which cites that investigation is actually pretty transparent about exactly what I just said no I, no, I don't think so
3: at all in fact the whistle the only reason we know this is a whistleblower has come forward and told the house under oath that the FBI went and interviewed priests and choir directors in the Richmond area what a little the, the little, house little goes on the FBI has repeatedly refused to disclose Ray? this information. The only reason we know it is because a whistleblower came forward with it. Just like the only reason we know about this memo yeah, is because Ray a whistleblower a- came forward with it. How many other parishes around the country have priests or choir directors been... A-
2: I'll let it go, but there's there's further ahead that I want to touch on more, but I'll find it.
1: Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. Uh, yeah, FBI Director Ray is, quite honestly, one of the biggest snakes to watch any of these hearings when you, if you ever watch them and then, I mean, they're dull, but they are a good watch. Cause you can see how crazy, I mean, these people are, they don't hide it. Uh, when yeah. you see the Democrat uh, senators and stuff, investigating some of these people and, and the words they say and the things they say, you're like, Oh, we're at a dangerous point in our country uh, that these people are actually at, at seats of power. Yeah, <laughs> I mean you you get to see it. So I, but no. Uh, anytime you see Ray talk, he is a snake man, and he'll twist everything. And he's just oh, I do not like the guy at all, man. He, well, you can just tell that he's just look at him. Well, yeah. how many how many times
2: there. how many times he goes like oh I don't I don't know the answer I don't know how to yeah do you you are <laughs> do you know who you you're basically you're the director um of the FBI. Like what are you doing, man?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I don't that's I mean, unfortunately, there's not a lot of this that is that comes as a, as a surprise to me. Mm-hmm. Uh that's the unfortunate thing is that this yeah, stuff isn't more surprising as it is yeah. than it is, you know. I mean, it's really it's really sad when the government is using priests and pastors well,
1: it it's always it, it cracks me up so much that they conflated Trump to Hitler. But you know who used to do this exact same thing that that we're going through right now was the Nazi regime under Adolf Hitler. It they did this. They didn't like religion. Everybody that says that the Christian nationalists are the same as it's like no. They did. They replaced all the crosses on churches with the Nazi swastika.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: on purpose because it was the party that was that was supreme. It was, they were supreme. Right. Hitler was supreme. Well, they didn't so want all these things were, you know, man, it's just, oh, it's so unreal to me that, that we're living in a time and we're reliving all these things and people are doing it, but they're, they're projecting so hard that it's like they've completed, completely split and created this mirror image of crap. <laughs> and they've, they're pushing us all through it, man. Well, and <laughs>
0: think about, think about what kids are seeing now.
1: Oh, I, you feel know, well, you know, I, of i guess fortunately i've done what i can do to shield my kids and sure we're in a position where we can homeschool them and keep them away from the filth well
0: so. problem is yeah i mean most <laughs> i think the biggest problem is that there's not parents the parents don't care anymore they're they're actively showing their kids this kind of stuff right you know and uh, i think a lot of it you're gonna
2: interject what's up I was going say I found the part that oh, I wanted you to. Go ahead do. and oh, play okay. it. Yeah. All
1: right, let's,
3: let's hear it, Joe. See, so you're I immune and they're that. immune, so we shouldn't ask questions about it. You haven't done a darn thing. You haven't fired anybody. In fact, what the House found is, what is it? You you admonished them. They were admonished, and their respective supervisors were told to engage with the Human Resources Division to ensure that deficiencies are addressed. Oh, well, I feel much better. They've been sent to bed Mm -hmm. without food. (laughs) Good heavens, director. This is one of the most outrageous targetings. You have mobilized your division, the most powerful law enforcement division in the world against traditionalist Catholics, whatever the heck that means. And you're just told us you you have not fired a single person. (laughs) Here, it gets worse. Your Richmond field office, they thought there was nothing wrong with this. The House interviewed the head of the Richmond field office. He testified, it's all here in the public report. I refer you to it, pages 12, 13, 14. He testified he saw no problem with this. He said he thought it was fine. In fact, we have internal memoranda of the members of the field office high fiving. One peer reviewer, another member of the field office wrote, I think this is a great product. I really enjoyed the read.
2: Like the end of Do you of have a problem with systemic movie? bigotry against cats? High five the in the FBI? end. Yeah.
4: No what are you going to do about this are you going to fire these people or not those individuals have all been admonished and it is all going Honest. into their if Honest. you would Honest. let me finish yeah. my answer it is I'll all going into their annual performance Kyle, reviews I'll which I'll has finish. direct impact i'm on sorry <laughs> annual <laughs> their annual <laughs> compensation to so oh, i see
3: so the 60 million american catholics
1: instead of a 10 percent they're only you now see five. that yeah. your
3: FBI has recommended no, they're actually that priests probably be get a recruiters and informants. Your um, FBI yeah. has yeah, gone to priests, choir directors, but we're to feel better because you've admonished them for their wrongdoing. You
4: again are conflating two different Why things. I'm not? When I am taking
3: your testimony where you shame. said you do not. You said categorically. Categorically, you said we do not. We do not go to priests and ask them about their parishioners. You said, we do not. You didn't say, we haven't. You didn't say, we won't. You said, we don't. As it turns out, you do. And you kept it from the public. You deliberately misled Congress about it. And the only reason we know about it is because a whistleblower came forward. I just That's fundamentally
4: disagree with your characterization. Well,
3: there's no characterization. The facts are the facts. And I fundamentally yeah, okay. resent the fact you that you have s- violated, if not the spirit, if not no. the letter, certainly the spirit of the First Amendment. And use your law enforcement agency against Catholics in this nation.
1: Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, that guy's, you know, pretty much a POS. Yeah. So, anyways.
2: <laughs> uh, uh, well, Holly, I think, uh, held it together more than I would have. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, granted, I know he's, you know. Probably
1: rehearsed that a little bit. Yeah, uh, probably.
2: I'm, I'm sure he knew exactly where the director was going to go with it, and he chose to. Yeah. Sure. He knew what was going to happen, so he, he let him into a trap, more or less. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I would be livid, to say the least, most because I'm an absolutist, so. Yeah, <laughs> right.
0: Well, it's, it, like I said, it, it's really sad. It's really sad that kids are, you know, having to feed into this kind of stuff, especially that parents are, you know, pushing. There's parents out there actively pushing that these things should be done, you know? Yeah. It's like spying spying on people to make sure that they're doing good well, and all look that. At, you
1: know? look at when COVID was going on. Make sure you tell on your neighbors that are having event together. It's right. a super spreader event. You're going to kill all sorts of grandmas. Yep, not just your grandma, but all sorts of grandmas. Look at, are look you at, saying
2: you killed my grandma?
1: I'm not saying I killed. Did your you grandma, have a barbecue? But you know who <laughs> did? You did? have a barbecue during. COVID? You know who killed your grandma? Who? Gretchen Whitmer killed your grandma. Tony Evers killed your grandma. Oh,
2: you know what? I don't know how they killed my grandma. She died in 2012. Well,
1: that <laughs> I don't even know why you brought it. She up. actually died in 2011, but. <laughs> Uh, i'm I'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) so you know what i mean with the the covid deaths uh they were actually putting covid patients into nursing homes and setting them up with all the the elderly and and just genociding elderly yeah essentially with their policies um
2: oh speaking of we're talking about COVID. did you see that scotland was actively killing their elderly with covid
1: well, America was doing it, so why not, right? Yeah.
2: Well, this is more of confirmed. Like, this is actually... Because you can instigate or infer that America did it. However, you don't necessarily... You can't pin Our, it down, You right? know, right. I Whereas can kind Scotland of pin it down
1: when they did actually put increase in overflowing, like, prisoners and, and COVID cases into nursing homes. Like, these were the policies of New Jersey, New York, Michigan... Uh, I think more states, but those three alone killed a lot of people. Yeah, when they were me tooing, uh, the governor of New York, I don't what's that guy's name. He went on an apology tour for sexually harassing people and said, "I'm Italian. It's okay." Uh, it's uh, oh, Chris forget, Cuomo's yeah. brother. I can't think of the guy's name.
0: I can picture him.
1: Oh my god.
0: I can't. I can't think of the name.
1: Oh. <sighs> anyways this guy is is just a complete tool and they they would him out of office instead of like you know threw him in jail for you know mass killing you know he literally didn't take the 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 trump ship they they sent the ship you know the medical ship yeah and he didn't use it because he didn't want to give trump a win yeah it is wild although i do remember a trump win from his mouth when he did say well the the white house has been excellent with everything we've needed, you know, like he couldn't say sh- anything yeah. because I mean, they were, I mean, it was what it was. Yeah. So yep, yeah, no COVID was a crazy time. It, it kind of woke people up. It woke me up. I think it woke a lot of people up. And I, I, I honestly believe that, uh, Trump getting cheated out of the election will, it has further woken people up. And I mean, you know, well, you, you know, what's, what's great. And I talked to my dad earlier who's running campaigns. Um, you know, and, and just like he knows all these people and these people he knows that I'm seeing they're getting the Trump endorsements and it's like they, their messages and they just seem like stand up people. So I, I made a message to him, you know, it's like it's it took Trump getting cheated to have all the good people finally rise up and say enough's enough. We got to take power back to the people and the good spirits, the good people, the people that have no skeletons in their closet, you know. Sure. The people that can ran, run that probably never wanted to, but just are finally, you know, enough's enough. I got to make sure my future and our future is good for the people of this country and my kids. And enough of those people, I think, are finally roused up. And, yeah, you know, I think it was a benefit that they actually did cheat Trump out. I think it played to our benefit, is what I mean.
2: The way that I see a lot of things, talking about uh, power-wise and stuff, getting into government, those... Individuals that often look to get into a place of power don't deserve it, yep. and those that aren't looking for it are the ones that deserve it. Yeah,
1: exactly. And that's what I mean. Those ones that weren't looking for it are finally pushed out. Like you need to do something because no one else is. Well, and we're getting those people running now, and it's like, yeah. man, it's good to see. You know,
0: I think I think one of the biggest things that COVID did too is it showed people how far the government can reach into our day to day.
1: Yeah. You know I what mean, I mean? They shut it down.
0: They well they shut everything <laughs> down. You know, we were we how, how long was it? Was it 4 weeks, 6 weeks where everything was everything was shut down except for gas stations. We had to carry uh, we I mean we were we were uh, the internet wasn't down. No, the no, internet wasn't the down. Internet. We we did house calls at, during that time, but if you remember, we were given sheets of paper that if we were stopped, we could show them that we're in quote unquote essential worker and that oh, we could yeah, be on the, the road. CISA.
1: We had CISA certificates yeah. handed out to us saying that we are critical telecommunication, communication, infrastructure workers. A lot of big yeah. words were on that piece I think of that, paper. I threw that thing
2: in the trash immediately. Oh, no, no I kept care. it.
1: I'm going to frame that to show that our government came this close to Nazi Germany.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, that's, and, and that's the point that I'm trying to make, you know, is I, I think that opened up a lot of people's eyes to exactly what the government can do given the opportunity
1: oh yeah and how much further they're willing to go and
0: And well and regardless regardless of if you think covid was a hoax regardless of if you think it was orchestrated whatever it was it it doesn't matter because the government it was that easy for them to reach in and say yeah hey
2: don't do this don't do that do this do that i want to correct you on one thing you said this is what the government can do I think it's more of what we al- we allow the government to that's right. exactly sure, do. That's exactly right. Sure. They, they had no
1: authority to do what they did. Right. We just didn't raise our voices when we should have raised our voices. Sure. Is sure. Right. Well, and, and Be-
2: because the government has no power, we give them their power. Right.
1: right. Yep. Yeah. Our rights are not given by the government, and people get that conflated. You know, what's really easy how it's really easy to conflate those powers by taking God away from people. Because you take God about, out of people's hands, and now it's well, who gives me my rights? Well, these these better men, these how people about, in the government. The, how the about government your parents?
0: Take your parents away from take you. Take
1: your parents away from you. You know, your uh, authority figure. Not that,
0: necessarily in a literal sense, but but discourage. That's what. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. The authority no, figure. Em. The you authority figure em. that your parents have. You know that. Uh, no, you know, they don't know what's best for you. You yeah. know, we know what's best for you. well like, imagine don't you, don't you like what we have to offer? Doesn't that make you feel good? Yeah. but their parents? That, that doesn't make you feel good. Yeah, imagine, imagine you had... Hard work doesn't make you feel good. Right,
0: right. <laughs> imagine if you take your kids to the playground, okay, and some guy is convincing you, whether, whether it's directly or not, is trying to convince your kids that, you know, your parents are wrong and I'm right, so you should do what I say. You know what I mean? What... What would that guy get?
2: Uh, is he is he offering candy?
0: No. <laughs> maybe I mean, maybe he probably not. Probably
1: is. Probably has a trench coat on offering candy. He's got a yeah. white painted out windowed van in the back there and uh, what he, what he's he's going to get a firm punch in the there face. There you go. Is what exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what I was <laughs> so, going to say. Yeah. To answer your question. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I think I think that's where we're at. You know, sir, let's get right into the family unit. You know, that's that's exactly that's exactly what we're experiencing right now, you know the the loss of family unit, and I think I've got I've got some statistics that I'll try to pull up here, but I've got an ar- article De- before you get oh, into yeah, statistics.
2: Up? Define what
0: a family unit is. So, well, it's different. It's it's different now from okay. what it was, but um, and the, these are the statistics actually. Uh, so the art the name of this article is called Five Facts About the Modern American Family. And this is from pewresearch.org. So I imagine this is some sort of church journalism, hey Zach, maybe? So What's I up? think
1: what, what does it uh, define as modern family? Like, is that uh, a four-person four, four person family? Is this a... It'll get into it. it, oh, it, it yeah, it gets okay. into it. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So yeah. we've give got me a chance, very guys. complex... Give, All right, give, sorry. Give sorry. me a chance, Let, guys.
0: Let's go. Let's, Zach, uh, you have the floor. Well, so... There's, there's well, I was five trying
2: to find, find your definition. Oh, though. my that, definition. Okay.
0: Yeah. No, no, no. My my definition is <laughs> <don't>, right. Oh <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, yeah. De- Let me find that yeah, timestamp real fast. Don't uh, worry about that. Uh, there's uh, a, there's gonna be a beat there. Uh, uh, where are
2: we? Twenty one thirty. Anyway, remember so, that kids. Twenty one thirty. So, uh,
0: no. Uh, the way I would. Define a a modern family these days. I think I think there's much less of a there's much less of a new traditional nuclear family, um, which I think is beneficial. And so you see a lot more. uh, Well, you see a lot less kids being born because it's a hindrance to to their parents I mean that's that's the day and age we live in that's what people are seeing and and that's the way they see the world is that their kids are hindering them from doing things yeah. in the
2: world are you saying then, that people aren't having kids because they think it's a hindrance to their parents is that what no no, no, no
1: people aren't having kids because they think it's going to be they they're not ready to have kids. How dare they bear the responsibility of having kids? They can barely Pe- support themselves. Right. People are
0: people don't think that they can be happier with more kids. They,
1: they just think it's going to be that financial burden. It's going to make life harder. Right. right. And they don't realize it, it in essence, I don't, I think, don't notice them at, like my kids personally. I don't notice my kids personally as a financial
2: burden at all.
0: And first time parents are older now? I don't
1: per-
2: yeah, I don't necessarily, true, necessarily think that it's a my happiness on why I don't have kids. I think it's a lot of it's more of a nihilistic thinking to where, like, oh, well, my, I don't want to bring a kid up in this crappy situation. So I'm just not yeah. going to do so at all.
1: And I see that. And I see that 100%. I but I also counter it with, well, how are you going to fix a situation if you're not raising right. up a better youth? Well, that's. And only you can do that by raising your own personal kids, you know, and giving your values onto them. Yeah. I, yeah. I
2: get like what you're seeing. The problem is I'm just saying that. I don't think it's necessarily a happiness thing. It's just nihilism. No, that's just
0: an example. Yeah. Sure, sure. That's just an example. Um, So, yeah, uh, like I said, uh, and I just actually got this from this article. Um, So, yeah, Americans are putting off life's big milestones, like having kids. And let me me read it here. Today, the median age at first marriage is 29 for men and 27 for women. The highest. Groomers. The highest in modern history. It's honestly not that bad. In 2013, <laughs> in 2013, more than one in four, or 26% of people, ages 18 to 32, were married. But in 1960, well over 65% of Americans were married. Wow.
1: Did and then it, mothers
0: it, are also waiting longer to have children. In 1960, women ages 15 to 24 accounted for 40% of mothers with infants by 2011, the number had dropped to
1: 22%. Wow. So that's almost half. Hey, you know, I'm sorry, Joe. Please speak. <laughs> you were going to interject something, and I'm going to just totally take this off course. So I want you to get your thoughts. No, on
2: I, didn't, I don't remember what I was going to say. So,
1: oh, there we go. Thanks Yeah, <laughs> for that. This so, is, hey, people got a North, gotta, North pe- Korean leader was just crying to his people, like, please have kids. He's trying to appease the women. Please have kids because the failing. The falling uh, birth rates are actually, like, global. Like, that's not just Well, there's
2: only one country that I know of that is actually having a boom right now. Okay. India. Oh, yeah. India is the only country that... China is in a deficit. Every other country is in a deficit besides India. Interesting. Because they like bobs and veganas. (laughs) Jeez.
1: Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. uh, Well, I guess. Yeah. I mean, uh, it tracks... Yep. Checks out. Um, Confirmed.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I think I think that's a big factor. Um, we're waiting much longer to have kids than what we once did. And uh, one of the bigger problems with that is you just... I mean, you, we all have a biological clock to have children.
2: Well, not...
1: For women. For, yeah, for women. Wi- for right. It's 30 yeah. years old not, for women, I mean, right? like,
2: uh, what's his name? Um... Uh, I mean, Al Pacino just had one. Yeah, I'm pretty Al Pacino. Sure. Same well, with uh, yeah, it's not yeah, it's, a thing for dudes. But well, that's on. what I'm saying. With, yeah, right. For dudes. Like you said, biological clock for everyone. So I'm just yeah. I, I just meant showing for, yeah, inferences families where
1: that's, essentially include a woman. Right. Well, so I you mean, when say well, when freaking Le- Leonardo
2: DiCaprio DiCaprio is constantly uh, DiCaprio. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's, he's kicking out. Oh, you're 26 now. Get the heck out of my yeah. 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 He's
1: keeping him young. I'm yep. pretty sure that guy IVs young people's blood already at his age.
2: He's got that toddler blood. Yeah, he's
1: got that toddler blood. But you you've heard of that, right? Oh yeah. You do know that rich oh, people yeah. like hire people that like stay fit. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. Yep.
2: And then and then like they like abduct dupe. children to get toddler blood. You mm-hmm. know, it happens. Yeah
1: yeah. Once that's not good enough anymore, I assume you got to go for the the next purest thing.
2: Well, you typically go to an island, but
1: well yeah, Trump <laughs> tried to shut that down, but yeah. Biden's probably bringing them back. There's probably like five or six islands now under Biden's watch
2: yeah maybe. somehow Just stumbling around him somehow uh we have all the information, but we don't want to expose it so nah. Nah.
1: did you see r f k actually came out and said that he was on his plane
2: I yeah r- so he RFK? spit that out
1: so he- <laughs> pit, <laughs> something like that it sounded probably similar to Joe's, but uh no, he said that uh he goes, well yeah he his wife and kids were with him the whole time, but he's like, well, come to think you know it's turning around to think about it. He probably was trying to drive his favor by flying him out to these like vacation type things. One was like a fossil hunting trip in the Dakotas and the other was something else. But he's like, well, he probably was actually trying to buy my favor just with like a more, you know, PG approach versus his R rated approaches that he gets everyone else on.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Did you say RFK was there?
1: R.F.K. He wasn't on the island, but he was on his uh, flight log. Oh, on his flight log. Epstein okay. flight. Gotcha. To a vacation and then to this other fossil hunting trip or something. Gotcha, gotcha. But he came out and he owned it right away. He goes, yeah. He goes, the flight log should be released. I don't know what anyone's hiding. And yeah, he's like, I-, I was on there, but I this is what we did. Yeah. So I don't know. Either he's really good at getting ahead of stuff or he's probably the most honest person we'll ever see running in the political ring ever. Yeah. I don't know. Well,
2: the only thing that I'm happy about that whole thing that came out is that we get to see Clinton in a dress.
1: Did you? See, yeah, the Clinton dress. The uh, you the don't you don't know girl? what I'm
2: talking about? Bill Clinton in a in a painting of a, in a dress. I think it was blue. What? It was blue, like Monica yeah.
1: Lewinsky's. It was a, yeah. It's, yeah.
2: Let me pull it up. Let me pull it all up. All right.
1: It's Bill Clinton in a dress, and there was also a painting of uh, George Bush with a paper airplane, and two block towers crumbled.
2: Over. Oh my
1: lord. These were owned by Jeffrey Epstein. You did not know this, no, dude. I'm going to man. I'm telling you, you got to get into these conspiracy theories because they are whole, well, hilarious, fun, twisted, dark, scary, scary. Yeah. Um, and oh, if God, some of them are that? true, <laughs> oh
0: my gosh, yeah, that's, yeah,
1: that's not even a conspiracy theory. That's real. That, yeah, that's that, a real. That's that's real. Wow, that's not fake. So, do you think that <laughs> do
2: you think the painter got him in the dress, or was he just sitting no. like that, like? Well, what do you think? I mean, what kind of dirt? No, what do you? What kind of dirt do you think he had on him? And then he forced him into the dress. What do you
1: think? I think the paintings were just based on their, uh, um, the things that they've done, the things that happened during their presidencies. His was obviously the affair with Bill Clinton in the blue dress, with you know their infer, the infer. Yeah, that it's Monica Lewinsky, you know, and then with George Bush and the towers, the, information, the Z, he blew up the towers. It's like yeah. he's sitting there like an idiot with a paper airplane. Like, yeah. pull up that painting. I pretty, I might well, have seen Zach that. Does, that, that painting,
2: that painting as well, though, I wouldn't, it wouldn't put it past me that they got <laughs> him to do that, Bush to actually do that because he is not the smartest man in any room.
1: Yeah. Did yeah. you guys see the thing where they told him that the towers were hit? he was like reading to a kindergarten class. Yeah. And then he like his like facial expressions didn't like really change at all. And like then he continued to stand there yeah, I and saw that. read more. I saw that. <laughs> and it's just like, okay, look at this. You seen yeah. this one?
0: N- yes, I've seen this one.
1: Yeah. Epstein owned that one too. <sighs> Jeez. I'm telling you, this guy had dirt on him all, man.
0: Yeah. Yep. That doesn't surprise me. So uh, (laughs) what is it? Is that Hillary? Oh yeah. I guess I don't know what that was. (laughs) No, that was Hillary strangling. No, I know what it was. (laughs) I know what it was. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's, uh, so getting back to what we were talking about, which is the, you know, the family unit.
2: Mm.
0: Um, I think, you know, there's, there's other statistics here too. Uh, so today in America so this is the second fact about the modern family. Today an American woman on average is expect to ha- expected to have 1.9 children compared with the total fertility rate of 3.7 children in 1960. So current level it says current levels are below the replacement rate rate of 2.1 children, the number of births needed for children to replace their parents in the population.
2: So I want to ask a question then too. Do you think that because 1960 versus 2023 sure is a difference of 60 years right do you think that introducing all the microplastics into our system and then having testosterone at all time low in men is that a more defining factor than just people not wanting to have kids
0: it's a factor i think it's definitely a factor and i think uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna catch heat for this uh I think I think uh, modern feminism has a lot to do with it as well. Um, no, stop. Just get out. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> no, I think I think what it is is that you are again. Th- this is what we're talking about: is getting away from the nuclear family. You know, feminists. I, I'm I'm not at all against women going out there, getting a job, and all of that. But I think the reason that these statistics were so high in the '50s and '60s are because. There were so many women that were able to stay home. Now I know I know that nowadays it's pretty much impossible for a one-income household to operate at well, um, and and the ones that are able to do it, like Kyle here, I I give full props to. But I think I think that there was such a boom and such a a kind of push necessity that women go out there and get jobs and do all of this just in the name of equality. Uh, I, I think that they were pushed into something that they probably wouldn't have thought of at, you know, at, at, at another point. I think that the nuclear family was a lot happier when mom was at home with the kids taking care of them and teaching them what life should be like versus now where we have schools basically telling our children that.
1: Yeah, I would like to confirm that
0: yeah and and volatility. I think so I think, and then to your point as well, I think the you know the a term that I hear a lot of uh, feministic talks use is the toxic masculinity thing, you know and yeah. and I think you know, Joey's question is, is a good point. the testosterone is at an all time low, mm-hmm, and I think mm-hmm. I think nowadays. It's frowned upon to show your testosterone. Mm. You know, it's. Fr- I think it's, again, I'm I'm not a doctor. I'm not, I don't you have know. anything to support this. But I think on a subconscious level, men are afraid to be men because they're afraid of what other people are going to say.
2: I don't know if that's necessarily true. When I talk about testosterone, because um, like a, a, an 18-year-old right now versus an 18-year-old in just in 20, uh, 2001 is down by like 40 percent in wow. testosterone levels so that's, in, that's pretty
1: in ta- so insane so i don't know dude. if
2: it's necessarily just like oh i don't feel like um i don't want to have that type of problem with the community where like i want to g- not necessarily fight someone but i just want to do a masculine type of thing i don't you know, know if it's necessarily that i think it's just more of they I- don't have the drive anymore
1: i've had that thought about like you know is there something environmental to this too like is there is it just our pollution you know the the all the plastic crap everywhere That's microplastics what he was, yeah. the being microplastics everywhere yeah microplastics being in uh, everything and pretty much yeah and they say they're endocrine uh, disruptors already so they're messing with your hormones yeah, um well, do you so know how I mean, much the, w- how mm-hmm.
2: much estrogen is in everything like oh, I, they oh, it's unreal of everything
1: it's unreal i mean the the alex jones they're turning the frogs gay uh meme it, it, i mean it's quite literal that the the frogs were being turn this way because of all the not to mention just the microplastic pollution but the fact that when you urinate any sort of uh, pharmaceutical compounds these things don't break down they're they're now in the water stream Uh, and you have so much use of uh, birth control and everything else there's so much estrogen in the water and the wastewater and every it's it's infecting things and and, i mean yeah it could be infecting us we have just no idea where it would make sense that we're we think we're so smart that we are our own end, I mean that absolutely makes sense that human ends human you know
2: yeah, but also adding uh in my head as well is that the amount of high fructose uh, corn syrup is in every single product that you have as well
1: and the seed oils
2: yeah what well, because you know what um high fructose was originally used for right
1: I guess not no it was
2: just it was strictly used to fatten up pigs, huh. That's what it's original. Just like with trend, right? When you take yeah. trend to get bigger as a as a body weightlifter, lifter, it was meant to for cows to okay. get just or bulls and stuff. Up. Yeah, just to bulk them up to get more meat out of it. Hmm. But now we see that oh, instead of just using natural sugars, which are expensive to import and then use or produce, mm-hmm. we can just do a byproduct of high fructose corn syrup as another means to fatten people as well. And that's why I think there's so much obesity in the country as well as so much diabetes oh, yeah. as well well and there 100%. could be yeah
0: yeah i could see that 100 percent, and that obviously would correlate into lower testosterone levels yeah you know all all of the all of well, the chemical compounds yeah that we're right? because our,
1: because our diets aren't so much like pure protein products anymore like they used to be back in the day i mean you're hunting and, and eating pure meat a lot more meat and now it's you shouldn't eat meat, and how dare you eat meat? And that whole vegan mm-hmm. lifestyle takes over. It's like, well, guess what? Vegan lifestyle kills people. Not everybody's built for that.
2: Yeah. Well, and then, and then meat, I'm not saying all meat, but as well as with meat, um, meat doesn't really in- inherently make you fat by any means because no. it is goes. The protein, like, have you ever eaten like all protein, right? So, like, let's, well, an Asian restaurant, for instance, has uh, just a crap ton of carbs, mm-hmm. right? So you eat it, boom, you're good. You feel full, twenty minutes later, you're done, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. If you eat just a plate of chicken, you're gonna feel full for longer. Oh yeah and then on top of that, mm-hmm. your stool is gonna be better. And um you that the food just processes through you. It's not being uh cannibalized and then stored as fat or anything yeah. like that. It's it, just goes it it's your necessary needs. And right. then whatever's waste is out is wasted. Nothing is being stored. No.
1: no, 100%, man. And you got to look at it. Everything you're putting into your system is like medicine. You know, just change change the word from food to medicine. It, you put pills into your body, just the, the food you put on. Everything you put into your body, you're going to see some sort of result from. So, yeah, if you're like, I find myself anymore, man. I'm look, When I go grocery shopping, and this is part of why inflation kills me, too, because like the better stuff almost is now on par with his, his, the cheap crap. So it's like the inflation didn't really almost, it almost didn't touch the organic food. It just brought all the cheap crap up to the organic food oh, level. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's like, well, now I feel a little bit more justified. And, you know, I just had a weird realization that maybe they are trying to trying to change our behavior.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. But anyways, uh, <laughs> let's yeah. put that aside no, for another time. Yep. Um man that that screws with me anyways so <laughs> well it's like going
2: on a, an election cycle sorry to interject sure but like whether or not you believe the election was stolen right okay um with the ele- <laughs> with the election cycle <laughs> that we have um would it be easier to hack the infrastructure and then change the voting system yeah. or just hack that the they br- did or hack the brains of the individuals to where they believe it and then you have no traceable amount that comes back right. to you right it's, yeah
1: that's what they did yeah that's what they're doing and that's what they did yeah 100 i i want to just like ring a bell right now because yes i believe that yes i believe they did both things they've they've been turning the people into a zombie class so that they'll just accept things that's why it's that's why all the people accepted the the COVID stuff my biggest fascination here is and I like messing with Twitter because of the algorithms and it's really easy to see the psyops taking place and uh, the money taking place on who funds what to say who. And it's it's funny to watch. Um, but all the accounts that were crazy on the like, if you're not adhering to COVID policies, you're an idiot. And all, and like the the bully accounts, they were always some sort of major league sports team association account. With some sort of, like I said, the, the picture would be like a Baltimore Ravens symbol or the Pittsburgh Steelers or whatever else. Some some sort of sports league. It didn't even have to be football. And it was that account that would just blast people for being so dumb and this and that. And it's your fault. We can't do things and yada, yada, yeah. yada. And you know darn well if this is a real person. I'm not saying it is. But if it is, they got a vaccine to go see a sporting event.
0: Right, right.
1: You know what I mean? Someone got a medical procedure so they could go see something, so they could go do something that they could do before. Um, So, yeah, I would definitely say the minds have been poisoned for a long time, and I think we're seeing uh, that fruition now. It, it, It baffles me that all this stuff came into fruition during the 60s and 70s, and we are currently the gas crisis. And all these different crises are completely right back to what we were then, like the Carter presidency, um, it, that whole time frame. It was almost exactly the same. And I feel like maybe they tried to do this whole, whole deal, attack on the families, all these things. They tried to do them then, immediately, but failed. Yep. And I feel like they failed because the technology wasn't where it was at yet. And I feel like the technology is exactly where it needs to be now. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah.
2: Well, I also... I I don't know about necessarily just about it being the technology that's there. So we're talking about families in the 60s, uh, adults in the 60s. So that'd be like the silent generation, right? Um, I think yeah, right? Gen X? No, no, no. Gen X is not the silent generation. The silent generation is the ones that went fought uh, in... Vietnam. I thought the silent... That the greatest generation, the greatest
1: generation fought World War II, okay.
2: Yeah, so the silent generation would be and so then the Vietnam, right? Were after the boomers, them right? The silent. So, my right. question, yeah, so because you had the boomers, then X, then Y, the middle, me, millennials is Y, and then you have the Gen Zers, yeah. so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yep. that's right. With with you know, we're talking about technology being the place that it's supposed to be when we're, we see that technology wasn't there in the 60s, 70s, 80s. You could say even... It, um, why do you still see a dramatic change in individuals, though, still? Um, whereas would you not blame the previous generation and then the previous generation to that? So blaming the boomers for how they treated the well, Gen Xers and then the Gen Xers for treating how they did the millennials as kids, how they raised them. Would they not be at more at fault?
1: Let's rate these generations real quick by the... What's the philosophy? So the strong men make good times. Greatest generation made good times. The boomers, or the good times create weak men. The boomers were weak. You know, they're starting to create hard times. It's a slowly over time process. The greatest generation, obviously, in the generations before them were obviously also great. They were the strong men. But the generations after the greatest generation, the World War II generation, were very soft and became softer and softer. We got participation trophies. We got, it's okay, let Johnny do what he's going to do. We've got all these very softer things. You could also associate these things to lower testosterone and higher estrogen levels, too.
2: Well, yeah. I, I don't know if I would necessarily agree with that for the boomer generation. Because if you look at the 60s and 70s, you look at the their fitness scores and stuff like that in the 60s and 70s when they it's yeah, right in the heights of cold war but
1: you know that the communists and the fascists and the americans were all super soldiers in their own right it didn't matter what ideology they uh, adhered to they were all very strong because they all knew physical fitness is uh, you know that doesn't necessarily mean anything i don't think
2: well uh, typically it's being cold war well typically being stronger in general or if more physically fit, has a direct correlation to the amount of testosterone that you're producing.
1: Okay, okay. I get Yeah, if you're swinging it to that, yeah, sure. Yep, 100%. Um, yeah, they definitely had it back then. Yeah. Because it, what we were just talking about on the last episode with the gym classes back then were insane. Like right. The stuff they were doing was basic training stuff. It, it, it was better, more intense than what basic training is today. Yeah. And they were doing that in high school. So yeah, for sure they were probably pumping their their testosterone was going through the roof and these these guys were huge. You didn't want to mess with them. You know? Yep. I I mean Yeah, I think But but beyond that, like what did they go and do? I the what did we go on and do past that? I mean, tell me what the Gulf War
2: Well, you had Kissinger who, you know.
1: Kissinger was a reign of terror. I mean, the fact that he's dead now i view you know i do not wish ill upon any person that's dead but it's one of those things of it's kind of like a john mccain situation where it's like these people weren't good for this earth they inflicted more evil than they did good
2: yeah um with kissinger being alive no matter what right so you have you have the question to me looks it's the question was Kissinger a necessary evil, right? Like, because he he stopped so many right after World War Two, because um, he was a German Jew yeah. who then came to America, and then he was all gun for America. So he's a he's a pragmatic uh, pragmatist, I think. What is the word? But yeah, so like he yes he is a he's a crappy individual. He bombed the heck out of Laos, all of these other other places. Uh, Cambodia, he just bombed him just because he could, right? Yeah. Not not because he could, but because they were... China was moving lines of industry through there to uh, fund North Korea, or Vietnam, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, well I, I get it, but at the same time, like, that's still not okay. Um, but I st- it's still hard to not see him in a way that he single-handedly stopped... Um, instead of instead of having an ala la war with China or Russia back in the sixties and seventies, we had the Cold War instead, right? So like it's hard to right. not notice that he st- he single-handedly stopped all of that from actually occurring. You'd have to actually look at what he's done, and it's.
1: I'll I'll give you that that's an interesting point. I something that I've never viewed it, uh, or viewed it from, um. You know that that is interesting but I always kind of viewed him more as the 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 guy that was inflicting the the liberal new world order that they kind of wanted to do kind of like he was the the father of the the globalist kind of approach in a sense maybe he maybe it didn't start that way right maybe he was just gung ho america and it was more of a corrupted thing but it's like the whole color revolution of going in and changing all these regimes he, I mean, he was the father of that, like, limited warfare, right? Like, we don't just have to go in and send the troops and just take out the leader and do what we want to do. Maybe we can just, you know, fund a militia group to do that for us. And then it's we don't lose American lives and it, et cetera, et cetera. But a lot of those militia groups went on to do way horrible, horrific things. Sure. And it's like, Ugh. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, you also, you're, um, to think of it in the lens of Kissinger and a pragmatic individual is to think about it in the ways in the terms of does this benefit America and how does it benefit America? If if you think about it just on those terms, so whatever Kissinger has done, has it benefited America? Yes, then in his head he's in the right. It doesn't matter uh how it happens, it just depends on how the end result happens. Right. That's it, how all Kissinger it, thought about.
1: And that's honestly how I justify how there's so many evil people on this earth. It's that they don't know necessarily that they're doing evil things because in their minds they are doing the right thing. They're doing what's good. They they're doing what they believe in, et cetera, et cetera. You know, they they're just they don't necessarily know they're being evil because a lot of these people, a lot of intellectuals that get into these positions, aren't religious and i think that's a huge right. problem with it it's that they they're so smart that they're they're so smart they can't be dumb enough to be religious is how they view it you know it's that whole yeah how well, yeah. i don't know what intellectual level you want to view it as there's there's a meme that shows you know you've got the the people that don't know anything and they're all gung ho gung ho god and then you've got the intellectuals who don't believe in god but they're all like you know scientists and whatever else and then you have like the albert einstein type philosophers that you, They're high IQ and they're absolutely, yes, there is a God, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's that meme where it's like it skips these, it's, I don't understand how it skips those people and how these people get it and they don't. Yeah. (laughs) yep. But it's a a weird phenomenon to see because that's, that's kind of that thing. It's like, yeah, you know, old Mary Sue, she might, she's a God fearing Christian lady. She's super respectful, super nice, you know, wouldn't harm anybody. She might not know everything she might she might be dumb as a box of rocks, but you know what she's not going to do you any harm, right She's going to treat you right. yep. and so, it's like, you know what? I'll take that over anything. So that's kind of how I view it all.
2: Zach, do you know anything about Kissinger? do you do you know who the man is? No, I know I know
0: who he is actually the only the only reason I ever did any research on him was because I saw that he died recently so i do, I don't know too much about him
2: he so Kissinger wrote the foreign policy doctrine that you know today. Uh, pretty basically, liberal new world
3: order. Basically, yeah.
2: every single conflict that we have got into since Vietnam, more or less, has Kissinger's hand in the pot. Gotcha, in some yeah. capacity.
1: The Bush family. I mean, a lot. There's a lot of people involved in that. He too, was. But he was. Because
2: he died at a hundred, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, he was still influencing, um, or being a liaison or whatever you want to call it for Obama. And he was going to do it for Clinton in 2016 as well. So we're talking only, you know,
1: yeah. uh, six years ago. Yeah, yeah not very removed yeah. from, yeah. The, <laughs> from yeah, the situation He's, he's been all.
2: involved in a lot of things that you don't know about. Yeah. Uh, and I'm only talking about the things that I do know about. Sure, and yeah, sure. There's, there's stuff we don't know about. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But all the Banana Republic talk you hear about, all these things, all the like the Banana Republic thing is because of, I mean, in a sense, and this is why it's weird because America right now is fascist. They use the government's military might on on behalf of corporate power. The banana republic terms is like I think it's quite literally the Dole fruit company taking over were took took over governments in South America so that they could have their banana factories. Yeah, it's a, it's unreal what we do. On behalf of companies, and it's like that to me is fascism. I I don't know if there's a different meaning for it, but I I thought Mussolini's definition was pretty right on, you know.
2: Mm-hmm. So Zach, what do you what do you all this stuff that we've talked about so far in the past like thirty minutes? How does this all tie back to the struggle with the family unit?
1: Yeah. What do you? I mean, do you think these things matter? Um. I mean, do you uh, the the these people these power struggles they hold? Do you think that this has do you think there's any implications? Like we obviously know the family units being under attack. Is there any association do you think with the greater good, the greater goals of these people or anything like that?
0: Well, I think, I think that there are a lot of countries who would love to see nothing less than our family structure decompose.
1: Yeah. I would say China I think, for sure would love to see well, that. Yeah.
0: I think any of our enemies, I think, yeah, look, you know, I don't know if you were in the room when I, when I stated it, but, um, uh, as of right now, current levels are below the replacement rate yeah. for for our parents, or for, well for children's parents. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, less of a population. That's almost like
1: global too, right? That's well, not yeah, just right. And here <laughs> and
0: well, we could we could equate some of that to the to COVID as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the general population control thought of it all, but right. But uh, you know, I think I think that there are factors that are operating outside of our country that have a that, that have a a a definite correlation. They there there's an agenda there that they would love to see America become weaker, one in its numbers, but also two in their morals and their you know, their everyday life. Yep. You know, and, and I think the further that kids get away from their parents and just start uh relying on others to get you know well, their news their morals their you know whatever it is i think the more dangerous it becomes for our future
1: yeah no absolutely
0: i i really do and i, I think and i think that it's always going to be better here's here's the part that that really kicks it for me is there's we we claim to be a country that embraces all different backgrounds, all different, you know, mentalities, and you can be who you want to be. Yet, anytime
2: someone give me your meek, your weak, yeah, and all your yeah, and yeah. and see
0: here, that's the thing is, you know, we're we're starting to breed a generation where you you stick to the status quo, or you're just a downright. Blah, 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 you know, yeah, no. insert all of these well,
1: words. They're teaching that critical thinking is not a good thing, right? Exactly. You know, like exactly. Having independent th- and you know, I thought it was weird. It was during the Obama depres- Obama presidency. I saw something come out, and it was a school homework, and it was talking about creating an essay on talking about how much you love the government and how much you can trust the government. And it was like this is geared towards school children, and it's like, well, that's not a good thing. They should yeah. always be teaching in the school that you shouldn't you, you should always be questioning the government. You should always be questioning everything <laughs> because that's how, you know, life works. Like the fact that they're teaching the status quo and they're just hammering it in and how much we went through and how much it's worse now.
2: Not blind faith in authority. Right.
1: A- exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And and that's what they're teaching. They want you to be blind faith uh, blindly faithful in what they say. So, what they say is is word and that's it.
2: So, to a previous thing you said before, Zach. Right. So you said that women in the household. You think um, not necessarily that we should go back to that, no. but that it may be it had more benefits than problems. Right.
0: What? Uh, say that again. I, I want to make sure that
2: having you're... more women raising oh, and, and our children in the, the households. Yeah, it was raising better. children in the households is better. So Correct. instead of having I, teachers to do so when you were talking about earlier, um, as well, Kyle, you just mentioned it, um, people in the workplace and stuff. So what makes, what do you, what would you define in today's culture as I've talked to you about this, Zach, what defines a good student in today's society? Is it someone who is complacent, who doesn't talk much, who gets A's, who, uh, doesn't, doesn't talk to yeah. school. Oh yeah, it's is a that person
1: that doesn't raise a, a ruckus? Someone who just does what they're told and yeah. skates by. That's so. That's what, what they want.
2: Okay. What makes a good employee?
1: The same thing.
2: Is that not what you think they're trying to do? I
1: think they're building a bunch of complacent factory workers. Yes, absolutely, Jay. Yeah, Jim. yeah, <laughs> yeah we exactly talked about that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is. I think, like I said, I I think the farther you get away from. <sighs> here's the thing so everyone anyone could make the argument that you know not everyone's parents are the, are the necessarily the correct moral leaders i mean we say that we yeah. we say that you know and so how do you know you can trust your parents well at the end of the day no one's going to love you like your parent does
1: oh, that's true
0: you know what i mean and so i think i think that i don't
2: believe that you should 100 percent trust your parents though either
0: No, not necessarily. What I'm saying, though, is that you should be able to trust your parents more than you can a teacher who you just met this year and have only spent eight months with.
1: Yeah, especially one who's trying to tell you that you can't trust the people who have raised you for the last 12 years of your life. Right.
0: I'm not saying to to (laughs) just blindly trust your parents at all either because, again... You know that would be that would be very hypocritical yeah. if we were telling kids, yeah. hey,
2: you know,
1: don't listen to your do as I say, not as I do. Nah. Definitely yeah, definitely don't, definitely yeah.
2: don't listen to the Jamesville school teacher, male teacher that just got caught for having child pornography. Don't listen to that guy. Right. Don't listen to that
1: guy right. or the Sun Prairie teachers that are making you. Uh, well, you've heard about Sun Prairie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they're under federal investigation now. Yep. Good.
0: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I I definitely think that the further you get your the further away from your parents you get your 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 morals and what you think about the world the worse the worse the less connected you can be to let me rephrase it the less cl- connected you can be to your parents the more that you are going to step outside of you're going to step outside of your comfort zone which is not necessarily a bad thing i'm kind to of talking in circles here but sorry I, I, Sorry, no. you're no, talking in circles. Do you, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I, no, you're good. Would it
2: be a better statement to say to be more connected with your parents is to be less disconnected with society? Um, Not
1: necessarily. In today's day and age, yes.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: In today's day and age, yes. But it... I mean, yeah, because... Well, and that's probably different for all of us, right? But...
2: If I'm saying that correctly, what I'm saying is that being more connected with your with your family yeah. makes you more connected with society. Well, right.
1: Hold on. Your family is your. Look. Did you just reverse it? No, no.
2: I he, said less disconnected uh, yeah. with society. The first one. I'm yeah. making it easier for you to understand because you have a hippo brain or something like that. <laughs> I think wow. here's
0: here's what I think. Okay, I think that family is your first introduction to society when you're when you're a ti- when you're a small baby. Well, right? There's there's you have your family around you. That's your first inter- first of all, 15 15 people in one room when you're a
2: kid seems like oh, that's half the world,
0: you yeah.
1: know. Oh We're, yeah, it's
2: a lot of people. Know, well, well, think so, about it as well this way. Um your family is the fall- smallest form of government that you have. Right, exactly. That's yeah, my it's point. It's a dictatorship. It, that, but that's kind, my point, yeah. though.
1: That's no, my, it's a dictator. Yeah, <laughs> in my but house, but you gotta teach them that that's like it's yeah. only that way because of well, and it's really easier to teach them it's that way because of here's the Bible. Well, here's, here's Christianity. Here's here's <laughs> my point. You can kind of like teach it's like listen, it's just a respect thing. It's it's right. Your your elders, your teach you know it it it's I'm not you know yes if you're in a in a household situation where obviously your parents are a piece of crap you. Right. It's not the same thing. We're obviously talking about in a situation where normal level-headed people are just trying their best to raise their kids, right? And these people are, are you know, yeah. You should always question the parents, but it's like you need to respect them That's, too. Okay, go ahead, to,
2: get your point across, Zach. We've been interrupting. No, enough. well, this
0: is this is the reason that this is the reason that parents are. This is the reason that parents are so important in their children's lives and why they have such a big responsibility. That's why th- that's why parents have such a big responsibility is because not only, not only are they telling their kids that they need to do this 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 or not do this that or this, they also have the responsibility to make sure that the child understands why that they should they should do this 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 yeah. or or not do.
1: And, and that's what I try to do in my parenting style is like because I dude I feel so bad when I have to punish my kids right like, like even uh, even if every, they a hundred percent deserve it yeah. I it still sucks. feel bad. Yeah, because yeah, I don't want to. Right. I don't want you to be upset. I don't want to be upset. Right. I wish we could all just be happy and smile and video games and be, be uh, I happy. I love bringing out right the now.
2: Switch for my kids. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, yeah, exactly. What kids? So <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, did you leave them in the Philippines? Yeah, right? Where are they? So anyways, um, no, I mean, it just gets just that. Just another
2: fatherless home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. We uh, have a contributor
1: right here. Yeah, please. yeah. <laughs> uh, it just gets down to that point, man, where you just... Yes, the family unit is absolutely under attack. Um, yep. and, and you just you can't let them get to you. It's just got to be that point where it's like, you just have to understand there's bigger forces at, at, at will here that are trying to attack it. It's like it's there's it nothing to be stigmatized. Traditional housewife duties, nothing to be stigmatized. Stay home or stay-at-home uh, wives, moms. It's nothing to be stigmatized. Homeschooling, nothing to be. These are the way things used to be forever, mm-hmm. and it's not like it's like oh well we've progressed past that. It's like well I want to say that there's been nothing but more mental illness in women. You know, there's more unhappy, broken uh, families, fatherless homes. Again, I'm going to bring this back to you as children, well.
0: I'm going to bring this back to one of my points as well, which is women were pressured by feminists to go out and get those jobs and do this and do yeah. that. When in reality, there's a ton of women out there who would love to be able to be stay at home moms. But because we have been, we've been brood conditioned, conditioned there Groomed you go. Con- and you know, conditioned. Yeah. You
2: know how bad I want to be a stay at home dad.
0: Yeah. Well, It'd be nice. Well, the, <laughs> women have been conditioned up to this day to be a 50, 50. It's gotta be 50, 50. So, if you're not if you're not making as much as your husband,
1: oh yeah, you know yeah yeah yeah. yeah. If yeah, you're not you have making, to make your worth. Yeah yeah, and that that That's hurts a, more relationships because how many men want to be with a woman that makes more money than them? Right, I'm going to tell you it's zero.
2: Yeah, I don't mind,
1: except for Joe. Point <laughs> zero 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 one percent.
0: Well, we're not talking, Joey. We're not talking about a sugar. We're not. We're not talking about a sugar mama situation where she's making an absorbent amount of money where you can just stay home. No, I'm not. You have to offer. I'm
2: not saying that either. I'm just saying, even if I have the job that I currently have, and I find a woman with in a relationship, and she's still making more money than me, why do I care? Why would I? Like, yeah. why would it lesser make me feel less of a well, man? It's I, not, I don't
1: think that's so. The psychology behind it is that the woman's not going to go for you because you make less than her, so she's going to view you less valuable. I, I that's can, the, that's that's what you're missing. That that doesn't play into your thinking because why would you think that? I
2: get the the psychology behind it, yeah. but then in my head, that woman's not for me. Then if that's right. how she thinks, then I don't want her.
1: Right. Right. So right. to me, it doesn't but matter how much she makes. the thing is, society has created a bunch of women like that, But right. where but the, they didn't exist before. A
2: question that I do have, then, is with the, the way in which our inflation is currently, or mm-hmm. the amount of money to the amount of debt a, a regular person holds, is that not one of the more reasons why men and women have to work in a family unit? As in to make income?
1: That's what they tell you but i did it my whole life without it
2: well i know that you you are doing it but you're also in wisconsin or wisconsin illinois in the midwest right go to california go to new york and without saying just leave leave the state right how does how does one person support a family like that without on a single city
1: environment you're not going to
2: well that's what i'm saying like you're you're saying that we've created it via just not just, but well, urbanization maybe, is also part of the breaking yeah. of the family unit. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe mainly you're saying like feminism, but would not urbanism be a, a higher threshold to me? Uh, in my head, it, it's more of the urbanization rather than the feminist movement. Well, I think
0: feminism start. I think feminism start. Fem- Good grief! I think feminism started a lot of the problems that we see in the nuclear family because there are so many sources that will tell you that the family unit was so much stronger when the when the mom was at home, when the woman was at home, and the <laughs> father was the breadmaker. You know,
1: and I'm not—that's not. I just view it as a multi-pronged attack because you're both right. Right. I mean, exact, it's feminism a, was one aspect of it. Urbanization is another aspect of it. Um, hmm. No fault divorce is another aspect of it. Uh, I mean, there there's tons of little things too. I mean, it's death by a thousand cuts. Yep, it, it's quite literally a strategy written by China. Uh, these 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 things are like serious, and they're they're not to be like. You can look at them as it happened over time, and to sit here and see like the results of what has happened over time, and it's like we don't need to take that. We can reverse course.
2: So let me pose you what may seem or may be the final question okay. you talk about we have we are under attack as in the family unit is under attack what is the best defense to this attack
1: Ooh, well i would say rebuilding your community your family keeping strong ties uh reconnecting with god um that does you know not necessarily be... god no i i no god no yeah yeah reconnecting with god it doesn't have to be church. Um it could be connecting with your neighborhood, uh your neighbors, uh just reaching out. We can make fi- uh, small little steps to just make life good, you know, whether it just be saying thank you to someone in your local community, some worker at a gas station. Something to make them happy. Um little things. You know, you can start small um and get and work big, you know. I
0: think I think that um there needs to be a lot less excuses made. I think there's a lot of people out there that have gotten complacent. I think there's a lot of parents out there that have gotten complacent. And uh, you know, hearing talking to my wife who is a teacher, she'll tell you that the most discipline that some of the least, a lot of these kids get are at the school.
1: Let yeah, me that's very, that's very sad. Let and me I ask, think oh, go, ahead.
0: No, no, go ahead. And and I think I think that that complacency in parents especially leads to exactly what I was talking about, where kids are looking, at, looking for other avenues, to looking through other lenses to see what the world is like. That's not necessarily a bad thing when you're talking about, okay, well, they're just curious. But a lot of kids will latch on to the first person that they admire and no, a I lot of times that, a lot of times that admiration is not a, a good one
1: It's not deserved right it's yeah it's just a, some some friend who might be a year older and then they got into some sort of pornographic magazine or something sure. and they get them into something and it's all hell from there man yeah and, and it's just someone they think... trusted because they 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 thought their family was whatever because their family wasn't there for them in one so, it, well, one way or another so
2: mm-hmm. let me ask you another question because we're we're ranting on, or more you two, because you're part of a family, like actually have kids and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. To not make it sound like you're on the moral high ground everywhere you go, where do you think you are lacking in either your parenting or like um, where because you, you said uh, uh, what you what do you say uh, complacency? Yeah, complac- complacency. Where are you getting complacent with your kids? Would you say or your family household in general?
1: I would personally say that the technology thing we talked about earlier, I mean, there's a, r- a reason I wanted to talk about it is because I pushed him on technology, you know, my, my kit, my first son. Uh, that way uh, pushed him a lot more into technology as I, so, so we could do other things, you know, because he was our first child. Um, and I learned a lot from that experience. Um, you know, yeah, sometimes it comes off as we're on the moral high ground, but I would just say that's associated with the beer. Um, you know, it kind of gets you a lot of confidence when you you might not be deserving, yeah. Um, but yeah, no one's perfect, and I don't believe everybody's perfect. Here's the you thing. Know.
0: Yes, that that's exactly it. Um, and and this is this is the accountability that I was kind of getting to with the complacency. You know, there's account. So you're you're holding. What I'm saying is you're holding us accountable. You're telling us to tell you where we fall short, and I think any parent is lying to you if they tell you that they're a perfect parent. Every parent out there th- it, that is a constant struggle for every parent as realizing where they've fallen short. And I think I think that the only way that you can become a better parent is one accept that you have fallen short and try to fix it. Yeah. Because because there are so many parents out there who don't believe they've done any wrong.
2: Well, and, I'm, I I want I'm asking you specifically where do you think you've fallen short? Okay. Um where have I fallen short? Because Kyle fa- just said he said he's fallen short in his relationship Techni- technology. Yeah. Because yeah. I want, I don't want to make it like, as you have people that are listening, I don't want to make it sound like you're just taking the moral high ground. Sure. Like, oh, I'm, I'm too good. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 sure. No. You guys I, you suck. Know, I, I hate about this. you. Yeah. You f- screw oh, you. Actually, guys. Yeah, I'm kind of
1: glad you brought it up because I thought about this earlier. It's like, man, a lot of the times we end these shows saying these things, and it's like, yeah, that's kind of why I was bringing that up. It's like, we both know no one's perfect. And we're obviously not. Right. Uh, the only reason we say these things is we come from a a side of of people who have screwed up and seen these, you know, consequences of actions for so long of horrible decision making and horrible behaviors, and, and I mean we have these experiences with it, and it's like look, we're the only reason it sounds like we might be coming from a, hor- a, a moral high ground, a more uh, you know kind of in your face attitude about it is because it's like whether you like it or not, whether we like it or not, especially whether we liked it or not. It is the way it is. It's kind of that whole thing of it's like your parents always told you this. You, you know, They we told you this. We told you that. And it's like you you get to be an adult later on. You're like, man, they were right. You know, and it's yep. like I really wish I would have listened to them. And it's like at, at a time when you were that kid, though, you could care less what they had to say. And sure. it, it, it's it's coming from that side of just being able to grow from these experiences, these mistakes. And just, you know, I know I've seen it. and and it's like i've seen the consequences of it uh and and it's like that's why i feel strongly about things and that's why you know maybe i i I sound like i'm on a moral high ground sometimes about things that i might sound i I might be very hypocritical well we we all are because
0: (laughs) i mean we both are because we're passionate about passionate about the things that we say and so a lot of times it comes off as a lot of times it comes off as i'm not going to listen to anyone else and what they're saying i know i'm right when it's not necessarily that and i th- that's why i actually appreciate this question which i'm going to answer now <laughs> um no i think i've been waiting <laughs> <laughs> i think i think one of the spots that i definitely could do much better uh is explaining explaining to my children why they are in trouble when they are um a lot of times you know it, I, we touched on it on an episode where a lot of times dad becomes the disciplinarian mm-hmm. you know and it's it's the uh it's almost like the drill sergeant approach where you know they're just pointing at you and i <laughs> said no you know ba 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 that's sometimes that's how i come off and right. i i and i i do recognize that i do need to be better at explaining Harder why. daddy <laughs> um that's that's one thing that's one place that i could do better um another place another place that i feel i could do better too is making more time for just, just me and my kids. Um, we, we run around all over the place and I know there's a lot of households that do that, but Mm -hmm. I think there, I think that's one place that I would like to be better as a parent is the one-on-one. I can't tell you when my, when my daughter was younger, um, my oldest daughter we had our youngest daughter and my oldest daughter started feeling like she wasn't as important anymore you know and that that happens with a lot of almost all older siblings oh well, she's not when the not, second so. when the second comes along <laughs> and so Joe one of the honest. things one of the things that uh i did is i took her to chuck e cheese one night i talked to the wife you know mm-hmm. and i said i said you know what i need i need her to feel better about okay. this whole thing. And so um, she was three, four years old. This was the first time she was ever to a Chuck E. Cheese. So mm-hmm. this was mind blowing to her. But um, we actually, when we sat down and ate the cardboard like pizza,
1: yeah. you know, um, <laughs> that nice frozen pizza yeah. cooked up on the pizzazz for you. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we had, we talked as much as you can with a three or four year old. But mm. uh, I really enjoyed that time with her not only because, I mean, I'll be honest, I kind of got a break from the screaming baby at home, mm-hmm. but it allowed a, a personal connection between me and my and my kid. And I think now that I've got two, I can definitely be better at making sure that I have that personal connection with both of them, uh, just like me and individually. them. Individually. Yes, individually, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, And because I know I had that, I know I had that when I was a kid. And in today's day and age, that's not so much encouraged, especially for dads. Mm -hmm. It's not so much encouraged anymore. It's more of, you know, the dad goes to work, he comes home, he's most of the time he's the disciplinarian, and then they go to bed. And you know, I think about
1: right. Yeah, that's my life. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I mean, that's one thing that I could. I need to dedicate more of my time with my children mm-hmm. I th- that's definitely one place where i to answer your question joey
1: yeah that's pretty good man
0: so and, and mind
2: you there's countless other areas there's i mean oh no, I,
1: well, there's tons of improvements but we do not have time for that no, no. I, I just
2: wanted you to acknowledge like yeah to your like because we've taken the, the entire moral high ground the entire episode sure so i well, wanted to bring it down to we do yeah <laughs> we do try
1: <laughs> you know it, i mean it's if you're not coming from the moral high ground, and you're just
2: well, I, I don't, I don't you need want it to
1: explain. Th- I guess all the evils and everything else, but and and the sound hypocritical, you know, it does happen.
2: Yeah, I don't want it to sound like for your guys' podcast that we are scolding your listeners, mm-hmm. like, hey, you need to do this, yeah. you need to do this. And it's not 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 that we're doing it, but right. I don't want yeah. it to make it sound like that's what we're doing. Well, you I do. want you we to were... be able to well, Joe, take you need to sit over there and point. listen. Well, you Well, <laughs> no, you
0: you had the podcast on a little bit earlier uh, before yeah. we started recording which, you know, talked about a philosopher who wrote down his thoughts and embraced failure. And I think that's absolutely true. I think that's a very good way to run your life. I heard an interesting um, I heard an interesting take on that as well that I was going to tell you but I'll tell you now and I think everyone will appreciate it, is do you know, maybe you've heard it, do you know what cows do when a storm's coming over the horizon in a big pasture? What do cows do when they see the storm? They run away from it. You know, they they run in the same direction that the the storm is going. So in other words, if the storm's coming from west to east, they're going to run east. They're trying to get away from the storm. Do you know what bison do when they see a storm? They run into it and through it. Huh. To get through it as quickly as possible. and I think I think that's a way that would kind of sum up what I'm saying, which is you you need to you really do need to embrace your failure, learn from it, and go into it head- on because if you don't, it just becomes it becomes your enemy the rest of your life. And you're never
2: trying to challenge yourself because of fear of failure. So to cut you off, Zach, I think you should save that for another episode. No, we'll, well see. So, think, Because you know, failure we'll back, is a very dude. big, big thing. Yeah.
0: But, but I mean, I mean, in parenting, though, like I
1: said. There's a lot of trial and error, which means there's a lot of failure a, involved. Yep. Well, I haven't failed yet.
0: Parenting. <laughs> Indeed. Well,
1: well, you have failed to have any children, so technically you're a giant failure. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, that's exactly what it is. Any parent that says that they have never failed are or, or not a good parent. Any, right. Anyone, any any parent will be able to tell you where they've done wrong.
1: They probably have a boy that thinks it's a girl. So, good luck.
0: Moral high ground taken again.
1: <laughs> I'll take the moral <laughs> high ground any chance you get. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, uh, Zach, you know, I I, I like tonight's uh, discussion. Joe, I'm really glad you were involved with this. Uh, yeah. You brought up yeah. some really good questions and some really good points, and I'm really really happy you brought up. But uh, tonight, you know, we are drinking. New Brewing Company again. Again. It's like again. what? Fourth time? You know, we'll probably four more times. Why not? Yeah. I'm sure they have them. <laughs> so, uh, But it is a different beer. Uh, we are drinking Oofda. 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 So yeah. this is New Glarus Brewing Company, of course. Like I said, New Glarus, Wisconsin employee owned, a delicious company you could only get in Wisconsin. Yeah. This beer is amazing.
0: Yeah, this so this is the first time you've had it, right?
1: Very first time.
0: This is this is only the second time that I've had a, a few. Um I fell in love with it. I actually a guy the the guy that bought it for me, he came over, he had dinner with us and he brought us beer to say thank you. And I fell in love with it. I think it's one of his favorite beers and I think that's why he brought it. But I fell in love with it as soon as I as soon as I tried it, and now I'm not I can't get over it. Problem is, it's only seasonal.
1: Uh, of course, just yeah. like many great things, yeah. you can only get it once yeah. a year. So it is very delicious. The label is crazy. I mean, it says it's got all sorts of you know coffee, chocolatey type of t- undertones, and it, it even you know recommends drinking about forty eight degrees because it's you know the warmer it gets, the better these yeah. types of beers get, and you know as. It, I've only drinking them cold so far, and uh, I've enjoyed every single one. <laughs> the, they go um, down. The, they are very good. I
0: can attest that it goes down smooth at thirty eight percent, uh, thirty eight <laughs> degrees too.
1: And it, it's just, <laughs> I, I don't know where to really classify this. I mean, it's it's on the sweeter side for beers, but it's also still has the dark kind of you know slow sipping beer uh, body to it.
0: It's extremely smooth very
1: smooth extremely I, probably smooth. one of the smoothest beers i've drank um to be honest i mean this, this is very good i think a lot
0: of people equate like for for beer they look at the darker beers and think that they're going to be like harsher and more bitter and stuff
1: oh they have no clue oh That's it's, where all the flavors it's at
0: it's almost it's almost totally the opposite a lot of darker beers are much smoother going down they have more of a uh i don't know what the uh what the technical term is for it but sure. it's There's one of those things one, where though. yeah sure <laughs> just like there is for anything uh but yeah it it it's really smooth when it, even when it hits your tongue it's not just a smooth swallow when you're drinking it it's yeah. when it hits your tongue it's smooth it it's even though tongue. it's a
1: carbonated it's smooth it's oofta yeah it's oofta tonight's topic was uh the family unit i hope you guys enjoyed it Like always, if there's any suggestions you guys have, feel free to utilize the Q and A portion of our uh, Spotify. Um, You know, anything you guys want us to talk about, put it pop it in there. You know, we'll take it into consideration. Any any uh, comments or suggestions you have on the show, we'll you know any questions or anything, we'll answer them. So feel free, feel free. Uh, Zach, anything else you got for anybody?
0: Not a darn thing. Not until next episode.
1: Absolutely, sounds good. All right, well, thanks guys again. This was uh.
0: Common sense with beer.